supposed to do at quarterback moving forward. We're going to talk about that on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. I'm Richie Bradshaw, your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Remember, the Locked on Sun Devils podcast, it's available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in a visual platform. But wherever you do get those podcasts, hit like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications. Stay in touch with all the content we put out Monday through Friday with the occasional bonus content for football and basketball for Arizona State Sun Devils to keep in touch with that content. Go ahead, make sure you're following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36. You can also find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Before we get started, I'd like to thank LinkedIn Jobs for being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions apply. Interesting conversation. A conversation I wasn't sure if we were going to have this year. You know, you maybe have that sneaky suspicion that it could be happening, but you're not really 100% sure if it's going to happen. And that's the quarterback moving forward. So let's let's rewind. Let's rewind a little less than a year ago. The end of the season. Arizona State just beat U of A for the fifth consecutive time. Jaden Daniels does not have a great season. He had ended the year about as average, like literally average as you possibly could. But he got Arizona State its fifth consecutive win over the team down south. He guided Arizona State to an eight and four record before they went on to lose the Las Vegas Bowl to Wisconsin. And we were wondering what was next. There had been a lot of whispers about Jaden Daniels moving on to the NFL after his junior year based off of the progression that he had over his first two years at Arizona State when he had 22 touchdowns against just three interceptions, including a 17-2 season as a freshman. He had gotten progressively better every year, and we were kind of sitting there like, who knows, maybe this kid has some, some NFL aspirations right now. You kind of look at him, and you're like, he's got the intangibles. He's big. He's 6'3". He's got a big frame. He can continue adding weight. I'm pretty sure he's like 190-something at LSU, so there's still a lot of room to continue adding on, but Nonetheless, the frame is there. The arm talent is there. Sure, he's not slinging it 70 yards down the field like Josh Allen, but he's certainly not pooping out at 35 to 40 like an older Alex Smith was. This is a kid who had accurate, uh, excuse me, he did get more accurate, but he had, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Adequate. He had adequate arm strength. Good enough to stretch the field. Good enough to test every level of the defense. Had the athleticism too. He's turned into a dynamic dual-threat quarterback. So we were wondering what the next step was. And Arizona State and its fans were very, very nervous. Regardless of the fact that Jaden Daniels was not that impressive, there was still that concern as to whether or not he was going to be the guy moving forward. Well, he comes out with a little video. He says, I'm coming back from my senior year. So, you know, sweat off of our sweat off of our head and at least going into one more year, knowing that you have Jaden Daniels to continue finding a bridge guy to the next 
the next era of Sun Devils football. But then he decides to transfer following the game against the Wisconsin Badgers in the aforementioned Las Vegas Bowl, which the team ultimately lost. Now we don't know what's going on. There had been some rumors in like December, I want to say, that Spencer Rattler, who was transferring from Oklahoma, had been strongly considering coming home to Arizona State. But when Jaden Daniels announced that he was returning, it sounded like Rattler backed out. So when we found out Jaden was going to transfer, naturally, a lot of people were pretty angry. We missed out on an opportunity to bring a five-star quarterback back to where he played high school ball, who was probably going to be determined and probably going to be pretty pissed to prove to all of college football that they were wrong for writing him off. Now, knowing what we know now, it's it really wasn't that big of a miss, I would say. Spencer Rattler has been, for lack of a better better way to explain, it, he's been he's been terrible at uh, South Carolina. He literally has one game this year with no interceptions. He didn't throw a touchdown in that game either, despite the fact that his team threw up 56 points. He has just six touchdowns this year. With one on the ground, five through the air. He's got eight interceptions. I can't see the fumbles on here. I'd imagine there's a few. So Rattler just absolutely a bust. But naturally, we all wanted him here. So instead, what happens? We get Trenton Bourget as the next man up. He was the backup to Jaden last year. You have Paul Tyson end up coming and transferring as well from Alabama. Those are the guys you roll into spring camp with. And you don't feel great about it. Like, just... Call spade a spade, as a famous Richie Brashaw said many times on this show. You don't feel great about it. You're really hoping one of those guys stands out. Herm Edwards in a press conference had just flat out said, you know, I hope the guy's here. Well, apparently he wasn't because they go out and they get Emory Jones, a quarterback from Florida, transfers to Arizona State, and it feels all but certain that he's going to be the starter. And long behold, that's that's exactly what happens. Comes to Arizona State, he's the starter. So in a sense, it felt kind of like Arizona State had it figured out at quarterback, sort of, kind of, not really. They they had a guy who was proven compared to Tyson and compared to uh, um, uh, Borgay. They had a combined 27 or 28 pass attempts, 12 of those coming from Borgay. So there was very, very little framework to look at these guys with, whereas Emory Jones had just started a full season for the uh, for the Florida Gators and, you know, he wasn't outstanding, but he was still better than what Jaden was. He rushed for 759 yards. He passed for a little over 2,700. He had uh, 23 total touchdowns. I mean, he was he was good. He wasn't great. He was good. More than serviceable at, at a worst-case scenario. So him coming to Arizona State, you were kind of like, okay, yeah, I'm happy with that. That feels like a good little move for us. I'm good with that moving forward. He has played okay. I have been very adamant about backing up Emory Jones and saying that he's been better than what people say. And I still will stand by that. I do think that Emory has been a lot better than what a box score tells you. And he's been a lot better than what the offense is allowing him to do. I think that he's just very much being pigeonholed right now. And they just need to find a way to allow him to branch out and do what he does best. But he has admittedly felt replaceable. This does feel like a guy that you could move on from and get better with. Absolutely. It, it, it was starting to get to a point 
where you're sitting on the season, uh, you're, you're going into the Washington game at one and four, four straight losses. At this point, you need to start a conversation about maybe a quarterback change. Emory Jones has only had four touchdown passes this year against three interceptions. He has scored four times on the ground, but he also has taken so many sacks that he only has 14 yards on the ground. He's 0.3 yards per carry. Three games under positive rushing yards. He only has one game with more than seven rushing yards this year. And for a guy whose biggest claim to fame coming to Arizona State was being a mobile runner, that's that's not great. So this is the situation that we're presented with. And now moving forward, we have a brand new situation to deal with because Emory goes down against Washington and Trent Morgay steps up and is absolutely exceptional. So we're going to talk about that more in just a moment as to what that's going to mean for Arizona State now that they have a quarterback who is playing a lot better than what they previously had. Before we get that far, though, let me talk to you about our friends over at LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. Do you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available? That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And with the end of the year coming up, guys, you really need to take a look at this. I have personally used LinkedIn plenty of times for me to get the jobs that I've needed. And I know that it can help you for your business, too. So here's what you do. Go to LinkedIn.com and go to create a free job post. Once you do that, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile, then spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. The right team and the right member are going to be the difference. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions will apply. And as always, podcast free and available. All platforms, every single one of them. Back into our conversation. So we've established the groundwork. We know that going into this year, this was the situation. We know that Emory was not great. And now here's the problem. Emory goes down in this game against Washington. We never got anything confirmed. The speculation was it was probably a concussion or some kind of head injury. Emory Jones, even though it was reported during the game, he was good to return, but the the coaching staff wanted to keep him out as a precautionary kind of method. They opted to put Trenton Borgay in, and Borgay has just the easiest time in the world with his offense. He's just terrific. There's no other way to describe it. He goes 15 of 21 on the game, 71% completion, 182 yards, three touchdowns against one pick. That pick was absolutely airmailed, but I mean, you take away that play and Borgay was pretty outstanding for the entirety of the day. So this ultimately, this performance helps you to pull off a massive, massive upset over the number, the then number 21 Washington Huskies. This was not a game that you were supposed to win, okay? This was not a game that Arizona State was ever supposed to be in. 
Washington was coming off a tough loss to UCLA and everyone and their mother was believing that Washington was going to go in this game with a revenge mentality of we're going to prove to the world that we're still really good. Okay. We're still the best team in the Pac-12. That's what they wanted to prove. They wanted to say, we're better than UCLA. They just beat us in Pasadena. We can beat them in Seattle. We can beat them in neutral field. How are we going to do that? We're going to beat the you-know-what out of ASU and get our confidence back. That's not what happened. They came down to Tempe, and they got humbled. They got a big old serving of humble pie. Michael Penix didn't throw a touchdown on the day. ASU threw three all with Trenton Bourget. And that's the biggest reason why ASU pulled off this victory is a sudden change in mentality on offense got everything going again. Because the first drive for Arizona State ended with a field goal. In in the in the first, uh, excuse me, in the first uh, quarter of the game, it was seven to three Washington. ASU wasn't necessarily doing enough with the football to actually make this game competitive. But Emory goes down, Borgay comes in. It's a completely different game. ASU turns this into a shootout. ASU puts up forty five points. That's the most that they've scored the entire year. They look so much more explosive. They look so much more confident. They look so much more talented. They're well executed when Borgay is on the field. It's It felt like watching a different team. And I would say that Arizona State 100% made the right choice, even though we didn't get to see him, than placing Paul Tyson in. Because Tyson, unlike Borgay, is not athletic enough to run around the way that Borgay does. And Borgay is not a thousand-yard runner, you know? He's not even what you would consider a true dual threat, the way that, like, Emory Jones or Jaden Daniels are. What he does, he escapes the pocket. He's able to maneuver around, allow his guys to break open. Think of him as, like, a poor, poor, poor man's Russell Wilson in the sense of the escapability. He's talented. This is not something that Tyson is able to do. And this was in a very, very pivotal game that Arizona State kind of looked at it and they said, Paul, it's not you. It's that we would have to entirely change up our offense at the snap of our fingers. like, And that's just not possible right now. So we're going to roll with the quarterback who knows the system a little better and the quarterback who can run this, this particular offense a little bit better. It worked out big time. This is exactly what the team needed because Tyson, or not Tyson, uh, Borgay comes in. And again, the rest is history. Like this ASU team just totally gets a whole new rejuvenation on offense. Everyone looks better. The, the wide receivers are making plays. Ryan Thompson is the downfield threat that I've been manifesting him to become. Elijah Badger catches two more touchdowns this game. Um, Charles Hall looks rock solid. You have um, uh, Giovanni Sanders looks pretty good as well. There, there were all sorts of great, great, great performances in this game because of all the guys who were able to step up for you. And I truly believe that Trenton Bourget was the catalyst for this. And this isn't to slander Emory Jones whatsoever because I am still a pretty big Emory Jones fan. However, there is a new question that you need to start asking moving forward, right, wrong, or indifferent. Should Arizona State go back to Emory Jones? Or should it stay committed to Trenton Borgay, who was able to pull off this massive win for Arizona State in a time where they needed it more than any other time before? Well, we're going to talk about my final thoughts on that in just one moment. But first, let me tell you about the 
brand new, most amazing invention from Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourselves of one of life's greatest joys. Guess what? There's a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough. Covered in chocolate. That's right. Built Stun it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite. The cookie dough chunk puff have a light and chewy texture. Real cookie dough chunks. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it. Plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories and have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect treat. Or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourselves. Like all Built Bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate, which makes it healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. It's so good. And again, what's great about these bars is they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite. Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Get yourself a Built Bar. Go to Built.com right now and use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off of your order. That's Built.com, promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order at Built.com. You know what I'm about to say to you guys? You gotta, 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 gotta check out Locked On Pack 12 as your next listen of the day. Good friend of mine, number one friend of the podcast, and Locked On Ducks and Locked On Pac-12 host, Spencer McLaughlin gives you all the coverage you need to know about the Conference of Champions in 30 minutes or less. Don't just stay in touch with ASU. Stay in touch with the other 11 teams that are in the Conference of Champions. Make it your second listen of the day right after Locked On Sun Devils. So, what do you do? What do you do moving forward? It's... It, it is a very important question at this point because Arizona State is no longer in a situation where they're going to lose out. Mm-mm, the contrary. I think they're going to snag quite a few wins. I have three more wins that I feel confident about. Stanford, Colorado, USC. Or not USC, U of A. Your other three games are UCLA, Wazoo, and Oregon State. I don't love you in any of those three games. It also would not surprise me if you found a way to snipe one of those. It really would not. The way you're playing football right now, the way you're so motivated under Sean Aguano, the way that you're finding and feeling yourself right now and having this confidence that you can take on anybody in college football, let alone the Pac-12, that is some kind of energy that is good enough to really take you to a whole other level and plane of existence when it comes to playing football. But who's the guy to do it? Do you roll with Emery? Because again, Emery has not been bad this year. He truly hasn't. He just hasn't been outstanding. He just hasn't had that one moment where you look at him and you're like, yeah, this is, this is the guy. This is, this is the guy that we had been hoping for. This is the guy we've been waiting for to become the difference maker. Or Arizona State hasn't gotten there yet. Don't know if he'll ever get there, but he's still better than he's given credit for. And I still will stand on this hill 
I will stand on this hill and die until proven otherwise. That this offense is not allowing Emery to play to his strengths. I still don't see designed runs for him. I still don't see RPOs and play action and uh, uh, read option stuff as much as I should. Is it in there? Every once in a while, yeah, of course, they mix it up. ASU does a good job of keeping their offense pretty well balanced. But with a guy like Emery, use his strength. His biggest strength is running. Okay, you sort of did this with Jaden last year. The problem is Jaden did his own stuff. Jaden looked at a clean pocket and said, nah, I'm going to run. Like, Emery is willing to stay in the pocket. The problem is you're having him stay in the pocket every single play. You have completely eliminated the strength of his game. So you need to give that back to him. But if you're not willing to give it back to him, if you refuse to change your offense to better suit your quarterback, then you need to think about Borgay. Because Borgay ran this offense incredibly efficient. Emory Jones had four touchdown passes in just over five games this year. Four. Borgay threw three in less than a full game. That's a huge difference. This reminds me to a much, much, much lesser extent of 2014. Taylor Kelly goes down. Brock Berkovici, Brock, Mike Berkovici steps in. ASU's offense is different, but in a good way. And now moving forward, you have to say, which one are you going to roll with? Ultimately, they went back to Kelly, but that wasn't the last time we saw Berkovici on the field either. I feel like you're starting to put yourself into this situation. The good news is you have a bye week right now to allow Emery to rest and allow Emery to get back to 100%. At the same time, there's a part of you that maybe wishes you were playing this week, just in the sense of you could still rest Emery, but you give Borgay another chance to see if he was a flash in the pan or not. But again, it's, it's all about your perception. So I personally see it as a good thing that it's a bye week, but I can also understand why someone would say, I wish we were playing again this week just so we can get Borgay back on the field. I understand both sides, of, uh, both sides of the coin. Totally get it. I don't know where I stand. I cannot give you an answer right now. I'm hoping that on Friday when we do our live, I will have a little more of a definitive answer for you. But for now, like I said, I, I see both sides of the coin. I understand why you would want to move forward with Borgay. This looked like a completely different Arizona State team when he was under center. Everyone looked more confident. Everything moved a lot smoother. But with Emery, you have a proven guy who, if given the correct opportunity, can still be a very, very good quarterback. You really only have one game sample size with Borgay. Just this one. Was he lucky or is he that good? If he is that good, how come it's taken him this long? You know, Emery has been starting for a little over a year now. He had a full year starting for Florida, and he had plenty of other opportunities before that when Kyle Trask was the starter. There's all sorts of different factors that are going to go into the final decision here for Arizona State. But thankfully, they have a bye week to think about that, plan out what their what their future plan is going to be for the quarterback position. And thankfully, that gives us another week as well to continue digesting everything we need to think about with this situation 
But that is everything that I have for you on today's edition of the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Remember to like and subscribe and turn on notifications for the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast wherever you get your podcast. Even if it's YouTube, you can check us out in a visual platform to stay in touch with all the content that is coming out Monday through Friday, ASU football and basketball. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. So until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on